Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Cindy and Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. It's November rain because, you know, baseball is locked out because they're a bunch of greedy bastards. <laughs> well, I wouldn't exactly put it that way. But I'll tell you, you know, Major League Baseball and the Players Association had a meeting um, or they're, they met today, actually, and um, for the first time like since last year. But nothing got accomplished. Well, but you know what? That wasn't the goal, actually. The goal was just to restart conversations, you know, Joe? And I've been, uh, you know, subject to numerous negotiations in a leadership capacity, mm-hmm. and I think you have too, maybe. And, um, oh, God. wow, wow, the cat just jumped into a box and made a lot of noise. <laughs> okay. Um, he's got, he, he's, he's more active than Major League Baseball and negotiations. Yes, he is. He's making more noise than MLB owners are, according to the players. So, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. So, when talks break down, you need to kind of schmooze it a little bit. You need to kind of, you know, take a little lighter approach. You don't want to go back in there with the hammer when after you've gotten done beating the crap out of each other. You want to go back and kind of, you know, massage it a little bit. And I think that's what today was about. But, uh, you know, if you look at what the players and what the MLB are, the owners are kind of going back and forth over, it's really all economics. I mean, there's a couple Mm non-economic issues, but, um, you know, they just wanted to take a few of the lighter note things to talk about today. And I think what the best thing we can hope for as baseball fans coming out of today is that we see progress progression in the talks. Yeah. Yeah, that they're going to progress and then they're going to start talking about now in their next meeting some more substantive issues. Yeah. That will get us closer to opening day because you know what? Here's I got to tell you. I was really looking forward to spring training starting because uh, I have a close family member of mine who just moved down to right outside of the Toronto, I think it's Toronto Blue Jays uh, training facility. Oh, I think nice. that's who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to visiting down very there. Very nice man. Yeah, very nice man. Yeah. I'll, you know, And I was going to go and visit and uh, be able to kind of get some footage and maybe do some things for the show with regards to spring training and maybe get a get a couple of that ex- those exclusive little bites that we tend to get here on Between the Whistles Detroit. And, yeah. um, but But now... That is in jeopardy. And you know what? My trips to Florida and excuses to have them and go see baseball is now in jeopardy. And I don't like that. So I think I should make a plea to the owners association and the players and say, if for no other reason, guys, let's get this together. So Cindy has a reason to come down to Florida. So Cindy has a <laughs> I have 
selfish reasons? Do you think, Joe, if I make a personal appeal and tell them how much I miss baseball and how much I miss Florida, uh, do you think that that's going to convince them to take the next step? No, because here, <laughs> that won't work. Huh? Here's my here's my uh, my little cortida. You know, I just I think that Major League Baseball is heading down a really really dark path, similar to what the NHL found out when they went on their lockouts. You know, like you could think that your game will survive the lockout. There's only two sports where you can survive the lockout. It's because they really do have a stranglehold because of the entertainment value that you get week in, week out. And even in the offseason, you get entertainment with the, the basketball, NBA and the NFL. They are very, very top two sports right now because they are entertaining and they keep people in tune with it every month. Even during the offseason, there's always something going on. Something that's happening. In baseball... They have a really big problem with, um, like, okay, when I tell you that there are seven teams that have a payroll less than what Miguel Cabrera makes, there's a problem. There's a big problem with the owners not spending the money, and they're they're basically lame duck franchises. Yeah. Like if it like like imagine like you're you're. It's it's not possible to compete with the with the teams like the Yankees, okay, or the Dodgers in comparisons to money, okay. But like, there's a small market franchise in Tampa Bay that does a very very good job of finding talent, drafting, developing all that stuff, and they pay they'll pay they they will pay their players, but they don't go overboard, you know, because they always have players that they can bring back in. Some of these franchises, they've been so bad for so long, like the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? Yeah. Been bad for so long, and their owner is notoriously cheap. The Cleveland Indians, they had some runs, but their owner is notoriously cheap. Well, you get what you pay for, and also, you can see teams that have made investments. Yeah. That, you know, when you make a smart investment, not not if you make foolish investments, whether it's in players or whether it's in development or or whatever, what have you, when you make a smart investment, that investment's going to pay off. And these owners are not stupid guys, okay? They're, They're multi-millionaires, if not billionaires in other industries. They know this. But they also know the Donald Trump approach to negotiations. And that's, I think, what they're going in with right now. And that's why expectations weren't high. And that's why players are saying they're disappointed or through their union saying they're disappointed. But Mm -hmm. they weren't expecting much because the Donald Trump approach to negotiations is you go in there with a wildly unbelievable ask. Okay. And to be honest with you, I don't think the owner's ask was that much. They're really not that far apart when you look at they're um, what they're looking at side by side. Um, I think there's certainly room to move in, and that's how you know you've got this, some good foundations for good negotiations. Um, you know, for example, the owners are looking for a you know 14 team um, you know extended postseason, and you've got the players they want to 12 teams. Okay, there's not a there's not a whole lot of difference there. I think it's easy to make up that um, make up that difference. Uh, you know, they're looking for, you know, the uh, owners are looking for a gradual um, increase to the the uh, salary, um, the luxury tax, and the players want it right now. Uh, you know, they want that cap raised immediately. 
uh, the ownership wants it gradually. They're both acknowledging, for example, that those two, those two things need to be addressed. Now it's just a matter of finding some common, reasonable ground that both sides can live with. But the owners are going to come in with an unbelievable ask. And um, that's, that, that's par for the course in negotiation. So now let's see where it goes from there. But you struck on a good point, Joe, and that is, uh, it, or we talked about this pre-show as well, Lot, pro, protracted lockouts, okay, long-term lockouts are not good for anybody. The NHL has learned this, and MLB can look at the NHL and learn a lesson there. When your fan base starts to look for other alternatives, the longer they look for those alternatives, they're going to find them. Mm-hmm. And once they do, it's really, really hard to it's get them back. It's going to be hard to get them back. Yeah. That's right. And then you're spending more money to get that fan base re-engaged with your product. And if you don't think the MLB owners know this, they do. And the players, it hasn't been lost on either. So if the if both sides can agree to at least that, I think you're going to see a, a reasonable resolution sooner rather than later. And that helps all of us who are ready to see the first pitch because that means warm weather. I doubt we'll see the first pitch. Oh come on, Joe! You're now you're going negative, Nelly, on no, me. No, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. I'm being serious because you're negative. I, I do think you know when last year when COVID, when uh, the year before when COVID happened, the Major League Baseball could have been the first sport to get out of the pandemic. Right? They could have been the first sport to be played on TV, get an audience because most of the people were home because of pandemic and the COVID and all that stuff. And they fought and they bickered for like almost three months straight on salaries and all this junk. The reality of the situation is they could have been seen in front of so many people that might not like baseball, that might not watch baseball like you and me do. Right. But they they didn't take the chance because they were busy fighting amongst themselves. It's like you have kids. It's like when you have kids, right? And they just bicker back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and they're doing it for an hour. And you're like, you know, if you would have just cleaned the goddamn house, <laughs> it would have been fine. It would have been over with by now. Right. Since, you, together, bick- since you bickered but... for about an hour, it ain't working. Now, now you spent two hours instead of an hour that you could have... You could have been outside playing. You could right. have been doing whatever you want to do with your friends. My kids haven't played outside in a really long time because they're all grown. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, they they could have gone on doing something else that they wanted to do, and and hopefully both sides will see. And you know, there I think there's a realization of exactly that, and I think there's motivation to get this done because do you know the last time we we saw a lockout was 26 years ago yeah. in Major League Baseball. There's a reason for that. Because there's definitely a, an understanding and a realization of what uh, a lockout means, and you know both for both sides. So well, you I said, think you we said, will see resolution. You said sooner it. Rather you said it before. You said this. You know, your dad was a very, very big guy in baseball. He like like he played baseball. He got yeah. Was Yankees. raised on the game. Played, sure. played, I was anyway. He was, yeah. he was you know going to play for the Yankees. All that jazz. Right. When the lockout happened, he didn't really. Tune in afterwards. Well, yeah, when the players—that's that's true. My, I never saw my dad as 
despondent, on. upset. I mean, it wasn't. He wasn't just mad. He was. I mean, I thought if I were ever going to see the man cry, I thought I was going to see him cry when they struck the World Series. Yeah. And the World Series didn't happen. I mean, that was like sacrosanct to him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that was sacred. That's what I'm saying. It was sacred. Yeah, if, That's how much he loved the game. If, ba- if baseball's yeah. not careful, right? They could end up alienating. A lot of people. Right. Similar to what the National Hockey League did when they were doing their whole lockout. They alienated a lot of people. They're Now they're just starting to get them back. And we're like eight, ten years away from the last lockout. Or you have to go back to 2006 when they had the lockout. You know, that's we're going 15 years, almost 15 years since then. They're still in recovery mode. they're still recovery mode. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, like the, the NFL, they went on a lockout for like, I think it was six days. They haven't gone on a lockout. Because the owners and, and the and the player association, they, they just they figure it out. NBA went on a lockout for about I think a month, and then they were good to go. But they never really ran away from the bargaining table, and that's the thing that just kind of I don't understand what these um, what the owners want and what the players want. They're so far apart right now. See, I don't think they are that far apart, really. I mean, they acknowledge the same concerns. And I don't think they're that far apart. Now, will I acknowledge that they're both being equally stubborn about movement? Yes. But I don't think they're that far apart when they really start to get reasonable. And I think the one thing they all have to agree agree on is lockouts cost everybody money. Everybody money. Lockouts are just bad for the game. They're they're bad for the game. They cost everybody money. So if we're going to talk economics and we're going to talk long-term as well as short-term economics... Lockouts are not good. And so that's where they have to start picking away, just like in any other negotiation, um, they're going to start to start picking away at some of the low-hanging fruit. What are some of the things that we're very close on that we can get some resolution on? And once it's like anything else, but particularly in sports, we see it all the time, you get the momentum moving in the right way, and then it starts to take on a life of its own, and then you have success. That's when you have championships happen, when you have that momentum, because the energy carries you. If they will just find resolution on a couple of the minor, more minor issues, maybe those are non-economic issues, maybe there are some minor economic issues. But once they start to get agreement, and they get that momentum, that ball rolling, that's when you're going to see them really make strides toward the bigger issues that will eventually end this thing and get us all back on the field and in the stands where we all want to be. Hey, I can't I can't say it better than that, but I just I have a bad feeling that they're gonna be so stubborn and that they're, they're gonna play stupid, just like they did during the pandemic with the whole could have been the first sport out, but instead they let hockey get out first. Whichever is smart for hockey, they really they really took the, the charge on that one. Well, well, there you go. I mean, and those that's exactly who's going to benefit from uh, baseball dragging its heels on this. It's going to be other other avenues like hockey, hockey basketball. basketball. Sure. So those will be and and don't think that those industries aren't out there watching this very carefully yeah. because they know what the the consequences will be and they know what the opportunities are going to be created just by think, that. Just think about the timing of if baseball didn't start on time. You're talking about viewership going from watching, you know, regular season play to those teams, those those sports are in the playoffs when baseball starts. So yeah. That, that's like prime time for these, these sports leagues. So, it could be like it basically be a show out for what these sports have to offer over baseball. That's and that's the sad part that baseball doesn't really understand is 
the game is getting so it's just not it's not coming with the the times and it's like it's, they just need to get back to like being old time baseball not you know this well, Rob, Rob Manfred the the, the uh, commissioner of baseball is probably one of the worst commissioners in all of sports well, you know, I think you hit on a point there, Joe, that I think we can talk about, and that makes baseball different, okay? One of the things, and you've alluded to it a couple times in our discussion just right now, there's something about baseball that is different than other sports, and that is the the element of nostalgia yeah. and the Americana of it. And it is America's pastime. No other sport claims that. And there's nostalgia with baseball that does not exist in other sports. And that's not to say that they don't have their own legacies, but baseball has a very unique nostalgia to it. And when you have the elements of baseball, when you have the players and the owners getting very much entrenched and now it's center stage in front of everyone. The 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 sausage making of it, right? The economics of it. Um, it makes it seem like it takes something away from it. It takes away that, and people don't like that because that's one of the things that draws people to baseball is that Americana, is that that nostalgic feel, and it really does damage the branding of baseball from that perspective. And that is. Um, uh, that's a shame, and that's something that is that they're going to have to fix. Yeah, baseball has a very, very image issue, and if they don't get this lockout straightened right now, it could be a very big Im- image issue, and it could lead to people not going to games and, and not being inv- as involved, and that really hurts the teams that are, you know, like they're small market teams. It'll hurt small market teams, and that'll be bad for the whole sport. Well, you know what? I don't know, Joe. That's a good question. When you talk, well, yes, the small market teams. But you know who it actually may help? It may help, and this would be good for the game. It may help the minor league systems. It might help some of the other, um, you know, minor leagues. Like, right, you know, around here, even in Michigan, we've got the Lansing Lugnuts. You've got the the guys who play over at Jimmy John's Field. They're over there in Utica. Yeah, but if, um, the, if Major League Baseball is locked out, so are those other baseball teams, except the ones that are not affiliated. Correct, the, one, the non-affiliates. And... You know, maybe it'll give those guys an opportunity to get a look-see. Who knows? Or or at least have some more fans in the stands that'll give them a, a more enhanced experience and maybe bring it a little more hometown. Um, wherever there's, uh, you know, I would say chaos like this, there's always opportunity. And so all we can, I can really hope for, first off, is that they come to terms, they come to terms quickly. Yep. But if that's not going to happen, then, you know, maybe what we need to do is take this as an opportunity to look at some of our local uh, non MLB affiliated baseball experiences and and dive into those and um, and start to enjoy that while get we're waiting a, for them to figure this out. Get more of a feel for baseball than what sure. they offer right now. Absolutely. And the next segment we'll be talking about the Red Wings and all their my boys and all their troubles and successes right now. That'll be in the next segment. <laughs> 